Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's old, old age dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. Ladies and gentlemen, it is November 8th, 2022. It is election day here in the United States of America. And by golly, did we nail it with that cold open or what? That's what it's all about. The experiment, people. Will the experiment of man having some power over his own life, some sovereignty over how he lives, will it continue? Or will bureaucrats and lifelong politicians and people who would love to control you, will they take more control? That's what it's about right now, right? They always say this is the most important election. And the truth is, it usually ain't. Sometimes they're a little more important than others. But generally speaking, at least in modern times from an American context, we had two parties that thought America was pretty good and they had marginal differences. Hey, we would like a little bit more government, a little bit higher taxes, a little more social services. We'd like a little bit less of that stuff. We're a little more liberal socially. We're a little more conservative on those things. But there was a fundamental agreement that America was good, that this place was the place of individual rights, God-given rights, and that the government only existed to protect those God-given rights, that freedom was actually good, that our founding was actually good. Well, it's all on the table right now. If you did not believe that maybe three years ago, you probably came to believe it over the last two, two plus years, right? As we watched all of this COVID lunacy, as we watched government bureaucrats and sometimes unelected officials, often elected officials flaunt their rules right in front of our faces, tell you you couldn't do this while they did that, uh, lock your kids up, close your businesses, have violently rampage in the streets. We saw all of it. We saw all of it. Infect young people with the worst of ideas, whether it came to gender or race. It's all been here. It has all burst forth. It was amplified by algorithms and big tech. It was fueled by the media. And we have a brief moment today. Today, we have a brief moment to push back. 
and get this country back on track. I don't mean take back this country. People always say take back this country. How about we just get it back on track? How about we just return, as I keep saying, to something like it was about 20 years ago? And then if we can find those marginal places where we need a little more equality, if, there, if it exists, a place where a certain person based on their identity is not equal, we'll find it. But beyond that, government, you don't have much to do. We ask that you people uh, be remotely competent. But this government right now, the Democrats that are in charge right now, they are not competent. They are either incompetent or outright intentionally trying to destroy the whole damn thing. And enough is enough. I know you feel it. I feel it. And I think an awful lot of Americans feel it. And I think we'll all hear about it at some point tonight. So with that in mind, I don't even think I said hello. I'm Dave Rubin and this is The Rubin Report. And we're live streaming on the YouTube, Rumble, and Blaze TV. Uh, obviously, it is, a, it is a great and important day today. Uh, after the show today, we're going to have a quick lunch. And then uh, my team and I are hopping in the car. We got about a four and a half hour drive over to Tampa, where I will be co-hosting the DeSantis Victory Party alongside Lisa Booth from Fox News. And then we are going to do a live stream from DeSantis HQ. It's going to be a great celebration of freedom, obviously here in Florida. If there's one place in America that's secure right now, it is the free state of Florida. Uh, so we don't know exactly what time we're gonna do the live stream yet because we're gonna do it a little bit on the fly. I'll also be doing some stuff with the blaze throughout the evening, but I'm just very, very excited for, uh, for the whole day. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And just make sure you get out and vote. And I'm not just someone who says, get out and vote. I actually got out and voted myself first thing this morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm super psyched to tell you that I just voted for the first time as a free Floridian. And I should tell you, it was a little bizarre for me because as a Californian, I've never had to show an ID to vote before. So normally I would just walk in and say that I was famous opera star Enrico Palazzo and that I lived in the basement of the Alamo. This time I had to show an ID you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, get out there and vote. God bless America and free state of Florida, people. All right. My team also voted. You guys, you're not just lying to me, right? You did. You did. Actually, all right. I got that. Well, you all had the sticker. So you got, how else could you get the sticker? Um, it's an exciting day here and, and it's, it's an exciting day for America and why I'm particularly proud to be doing the show here and now living in Florida is because this is the blueprint. We've got the blueprint to get America back on track. More state power, more local power, limiting government, limiting the bureaucracies, getting things like the CDC out of the way and, and crushing the woke. Let's just crush the woke. This is a message, whether you are an old school liberal, whether you are a libertarian, an independent, a conservative, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or an atheist, let's crush the woke now and we will deal with the other stuff after. So what we are gonna do on the show today is all good stuff. It's all positive stuff. We got nothing from The View today. We got nothing from the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. We got nothing from CNN. We got nothing from Cartoon Network. What we have are positive messages that I think are the right messages and hopefully the messages that you and your friends and family have heard and the messages that you will be taking with you to the ballot box 
today. So before I get to all that, let me talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust. You guys know that buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Usually our homes are our biggest investment, which is a ton of responsibility. And you need an agent who takes that seriously, which is why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. <clears throat> Their team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records. They're the best sellers in their field. And even under these intense economic conditions with high interest rates and high inflation, let's go Brandon, real estate agents I trust has provided their customers with agents who've overcome these challenges in the past. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Head on over to realestateagentsitrust.com today and give them some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to the preferred agent in your town. And depending on how everything goes today, you can figure out where you want to live. Okay, so let's focus on the positive. All sorts of things have shifted. They're clearly has been a mass red pilling in the United States. A whole bunch of people who I often describe as liberals who were just mugged by reality, people who didn't think about government that much, didn't really care about politics that much, or maybe were marginal Democrats and thought that the machine kinda worked right, it kinda worked for the people who suddenly after these two crazy, crazy years that none of us could have made up this lunacy, firing doctors, over not wanting to get an experimental vaccine. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of all the craziness. A whole bunch of people have woken up. One of those people uh, is Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard, as you guys know, she ran as a Democrat, as a liberal in the last election only two years ago. She was the last Democrat standing besides Joe Biden, and then the party basically expunged her, and only finally, uh, what, about a month ago, Tulsi officially announced that she was leaving the Democrat Party. I often say you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. Tulsi has not announced that she is a Republican, but she's at least taken my lead on this one. Uh, here's a video of Tulsi explaining that, explaining why she, a liberal, is endorsing someone like Tudor Dixon, a Republican in Michigan, who of course is running against Gretchen Whitmer. How did you choose Tudor as someone you were going to campaign with? Um, I mean, really for a lot of the reasons that she's talked about, Democrats at, at different levels across the country are cowering in fear um, of these, these radical, woke ideologues who are in control of the party. When you put Tudor Dixon up against Gretchen Whitmer, um, there's no comparison when, when you're looking who's the right leader for the right time in this state. When you listen to what Tudor Dixon is talking to people about what she's hearing from people, it doesn't get any more real than fighting for your kids, fighting for your jobs, fighting for our economy, fighting for safety and security. It does not get any more real than that, which again, just shows how out of touch Barack Obama is and, uh, and frankly, Gretchen Whitmer as well. Truth, truth. And when you're saying the truth, it ain't hard to talk, right? You can kind of be clear and decent and you can always hear that clarity and decency when Tulsi's talking. Now, I personally have differences with Tulsi. I think Tulsi 
uh, still probably is a little more open on the abortion issue than I am. I have my limits. I'm not exactly sure where hers are. I'd still love to talk to her about some Second Amendment stuff. She is a supporter of the Second Amendment. Anyway, it, none of that really matters. What was it all boiling down to there for a liberal like Tulsi? What it was boiling down to was that the Democrat Party has gotten out of control. The woke have taken over. The old vestiges, let's say the, the Obamas, the Clintons, it's hard to know what they are anymore, whether Biden is in charge, all of those things. So she, as a liberal, is now saying, hey, if I want to defend my liberal values, something that I've talked about for a long time, I've even written a book about it. Uh, if I want to defend those liberal values, I have to do it by endorsing Republicans this time around right? You have to. If you believe America is fundament fundamentally good, if you believe that the government should get out of your way, if you don't believe in endless taxation, if you believe in law and order, all the stuff, guys, Tulsi is, is doing it. She is acknowledging that the goalposts have shifted to the point where somebody like Tudor Dixon has to run for governor. If you did not see it, we posted an interview that I did with Tudor Dixon over the weekend. It has something like 400,000 views already. I mean, people are paying attention to this stuff. Tudor Dixon, she's a businesswoman, a mother of four daughters, not someone who was planning on running for governor. But then reality smacked her in the face. Gretchen Whitmer locking everybody down, keeping the kids out of school, making sure that people couldn't plant uh, fruits and vegetables in their gardens, literally. And then Tudor said, hey, I'm getting in. And now Tulsi is joining her on that ride. And what I really believe is that this blueprint that we're seeing, this was created right here in this great state of Florida. Ron DeSantis created the new American blueprint. And that new American blueprint, by the way, it's not that different than the old American blueprint. That old American blueprint that Ronald Reagan was talking about in the cold open that we showed you just a moment ago. So now what I wanna do for the course of the rest of the show is I'm gonna continue with this theme of good people figuring it out and good ideas that should be the things that we're all voting for today. Obviously we're gonna do a bunch more on what's going on right here in Florida, but we, we will go throughout the country. I promise you that. Uh, let me talk to you about Raycon earbuds real quick and then we'll get to it. Have you guys started shopping for the holidays yet? No, literally why not? You know, most gifts don't go bad, right? The only thing that'll go bad between now and December are the crowds at the mall. 12 children screaming, 11 minutes to find parking, 10 Karens Karening, the list goes on. Right now, you can shop early, skip the stress, and snag some of the best deals of the season on something you'll love, premium audio products from Raycon. Their wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, an almost custom comfortable fit, and up to 54 hours of battery life. And as the person gifting them, you've got to love that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands or knock that list out all at once and get 30% off by shopping Raycon's holiday bundles. Right now, go to buyraycon.com slash Ruben and use code EARLYBF to get 20% off site-wide. That's 20% off any Raycon product, which happens pretty much never. Or save even bigger and get 30% off Raycon's exclusive holiday bundles. That's code EARLYBF at buyraycon.com slash Ruben for 20% off your Raycon purchases, buyraycon.com slash Ruben. So what is the blueprint of freedom? The blueprint of freedom is mostly, hey, you make decisions for yourself. 
The government doesn't have to do that much. It can protect the borders, make sure that there isn't chaos on the streets, but that's about it. And guess what? That's exactly what we're doing here in Florida. So let's rewind and see a little bit about how, see a little bit uh, sort of how that blueprint was written right here in Florida over these last couple of years. Uh, here is Governor DeSantis saying no to mandates, lockdowns, and school closures. Did you not get the CDC's memo? I don't see you guys complying. And I say that jokingly, but I, I, I think that that may be a sign of potentially seeking to do more things into the future. And I think it's very important that we say unequivocally, no to lockdowns, no to school closures, no to restrictions, and no mandates. You got to remember, guys, everyone's sort of saying this stuff now, and there's a whole bunch of Democrats pretending they didn't do the stuff that we know that they did, right? Gretchen Whitmer in that debate, we showed it to you a couple times, saying that kids were only out of school for three months, even though it was closer to a year and a half. These bold face lies, which only Democrats can do because of Democrat privilege, the one privilege which exists in the United States, that you can be a Democrat and big tech and the media will always cover for your lies and then you can destroy cities. Gavin Newsom, mayor of San Francisco, destroys San Francisco, moves up to become governor of California. That is Democrat privilege. Uh, it's, you can watch those videos of DeSantis now and you can go, boy, sure, okay, we stayed, stayed open and don't mandate, and blah, blah. but it's like, when you're doing that, when it's not the popular thing to do, it ain't easy, but a little bravery goes a long way. And you know what also goes a long way? How about making sure that the people keep a bit more of their money, that it isn't just about the endless sucking sound of the government taking more of your money to then give it back to you. Well, that's another thing we're doing right here in Florida. And one of the ways families have felt the pinch has been in significantly higher gas prices. To help alleviate this burden for Florida families, I'm proposing a $1 billion gas tax holiday to help reduce prices at the pump. If Washington, D.C. won't change course, then we have a responsibility to step up on behalf of our Floridians. Well, it's really bizarre. You know, Florida here, we have no state income tax, so that means that every Floridian keeps more of their money than anyone that lives in, say, California or New York, where you're taxed to high hell. And yet, I go out and about here, and we still have roads, we still have cops, we still have teachers. And then we proactively, when the economy is hurting because of the bad policies of the Democrats and uh, Brandon over there, we proactively give tax breaks on things like gas. And he gave tax breaks on things like uh, child products. Uh, this is what this governor is doing so that it's a little bit easier for people to live their lives as the federal government constantly encroaches and takes more of your money and destroys your 401ks and everything else. But you know what also is good? It's also good not to brainwash a generation of children with the wrong ideas. You wouldn't wanna say teach a bunch of children that they should judge themselves and others based on the color of their skin. That was something that we all knew, say five years ago, but we allowed the woke to get in here and we allowed words like equity instead of equality to become part of the, the mainstream thought, mainstream group think, and uh, it was wrong, it was wrong. You also wouldn't want kids 
let's say a five-year-old boy thinking that he was a five-year-old girl or a six-year-old girl thinking that she was a five-year-old boy or any which way you want to do this whole thing. And you certainly wouldn't want state employees talking to children about sex and gender and sexuality and hiding it from the parents, calling children a different name at school and not telling the parents about it. But that was happening all over the country. And then Ron DeSantis said no right here in Florida. And he specifically said no to Disney, who was leading the charge on this stuff from a cultural perspective. But I think Disney took it one step further when they put out this incredible statement after they already did all their virtue signaling, after we signed the bill saying this was somehow a violation of human rights and that they would work to see that parents' rights and education were repealed through the legislature. And I'm just thinking to myself, um, you know, I took an oath to support the laws and constitution of the U.S. and the state of Florida. I did not take an oath to subcontract out my leadership to a corporation based in Burbank, California. They don't run this state. Just as a reminder, that was the last show we did on the Don't Burn This Country tour. We did that in Orlando. We were right there in the home of Disney. And I will tell you that during the, the uh, audience meet and greet after the show where people, the VIPs come up and I, I usually shake hands, take pictures of about 100, 200 people. Uh, I met probably a dozen Disney employees. Some of them actually gay even who did not want any of this nonsense either in Disney itself or in our schools and everywhere else. So you stand up and you do the right thing. It's not easy to fight Disney, right? It's not easy to fight a billion, multi-billion dollar corporation that has, that especially in this state has so much power in Florida, right? Because of the amount of jobs and everything else, but he did it. And the polls show and the results tonight will show that he did the right thing. But why did he do the right thing? He did the right thing, because not because he was just looking to pick a fight to have his name in the paper, right? It wasn't that. It was what he said there, that his oath of office was to the Constitution of the United States and to the state and the people of Florida. And when you do the right thing, we, we, don't, we don't make it known enough that if you do the right thing that you will be rewarded for it but you do get rewarded for it because then more people start doing it and it gets a little bit easier on you. And that is something that DeSantis has done and I suspect he will continue to do for all the right reasons. My job is to protect the education opportunities and the jobs of the people of my state. And if doing so means I put my own job in jeopardy, well, let the chips fall where they may. Leadership is about standing up for other people before you worry about your own hide. Yeah, well, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I, I think they're gonna fall uh, in a pretty red basket this evening here in Florida, we shall see. But okay, I don't wanna just focus on Florida. I know that not all of you live in Florida. <laughs> you live all over the country and all over the world. Obviously I focus on Florida because this is the blueprint. Like this is the blueprint that you gotta take to your state, to your city, to your local municipality. This, these are the type of people that you wanna replicate the ideas that you wanna take within you and then export, right? Like that's the whole point of all this. But there are plenty of other candidates who I think sort of appeared out of nowhere. Let's not forget a couple of years ago, Ron DeSantis was a little known congressman who only won by 30,000 votes over a guy that turned out to be an orgy going meth addict. You know, all right, nobody's perfect. 
but that's what we could have had here in Florida. And, in, and then instead he stepped into it. And then once he stepped into it, he really exploded because of it. And I think that that showed a couple other people that you should get involved. And, uh, and I'm fortunate to say that I've been able to interview and get to know a lot of these people. And I think there's going to be some good results tonight. Uh, just a reminder guys that since election night is tonight and the stakes have never been higher, the blaze wants to help you guys make sense of everything. Uh, as you know, it's possible that the Republicans are going to win a Senate seat in Washington state. Uh, Lee Zeldin might knock off Kathy Hochul this evening. I suspect Tudor Dixon is going to take down Gretchen Whitmer after all the COVID lockdown insanity. Uh, and if you want all the info that you need for this evening, you can head on over right now to theblaze.com slash election guide to receive a free copy of Blaze Media's ultimate guide to the midterms delivered right to your in inbox. That's theblaze.com slash election guide. And they'll send you everything you need to know uh, to be ready for election night tonight. And by the way, when I am at the DeSantis HQ tonight and the victory party and all that, and as I said, we'll figure out what time we're gonna live stream because it depends on sort of how the results are coming in and what's going on over there. And it's gonna be a little bit of chaos. I think I'm jumping on stage a couple of times and all that. Uh, I also will be Skyping in to the Blaze coverage this evening with Glenn Beck and everybody over there. I think Michael Malice will be uh, joining the guys in Dallas tonight and all that good stuff. So, okay, so what else? is going on. Well, a lot of people, as I talked about yesterday, that you would not think of as politicians, people from the media, people from the tech world, uh, people that were not traditional DC uh, creatures, they started appearing in politics. Uh, I was one of the first people to interview Blake Masters. I think it was July of 2021, when basically nobody knew him. There were a whole bunch of other Republicans uh, running and it didn't, it, I mean, most people did not think that this guy was going to do anything. Well, it looks like by the end of tonight, he might just be the next senator uh, from Arizona. Uh, here is a Blake Masters, a portion of a Blake Masters campaign ad that I thought just, just was just right, just right. Rising prices mean that we all have to take a second look at our shopping lists, set priorities. So let's look at Mark Kelly's. How about hiring 18,000 new Border Patrol agents? Does that sound good? Well, Mark Kelly voted no. What did he do instead? He voted for 87,000 new IRS agents. Mark Kelly kept our border wide open, but he's sending tax collectors coming after you. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. Blake is a good dude. I've gotten to know him quite well. He's a good dude. And the message there, like, pick one. We're gonna do something with agents. You want border agents in a place like Arizona to protect the border, make sure that illegals aren't rampaging across the border and committing crime and all of that stuff. Or do you want IRS agents? Do you want 87,000 new IRS agents, some of whom are armed, to look into more Americans, to find out where they can squeeze more money out of you? The message is pretty freaking simple. And we saw a poll this morning that for the first time, timing is everything, for the first time, Blake Masters is actually leading in the polls as of this morning. So we shall see what happens in Arizona. And speaking of Arizona, uh, I was also uh, one of the first people to have Carrie Lake on. Carrie Lake, former media member, former Democrat, former Obama voter, got red-pilled. And this woman, some people swallow the red pill, this woman snorted the red pill. And you may remember this one uh, when a CNN reporter wanted to ask her a couple questions. 
Hi. 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 Nice to see you. Get off You don't have a mask on anymore. Um, What's going we're on? Outside. Do you have a wow. minute to well, chat? Well, we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank do you. you. I mean, like, how much better do you want it? Like, that was just silent but deadly. Just think. You don't even know. It's like 20 minutes later, you already swallowed the poison. Nothing you could do now, lady. Just absolutely perfect. And she has what I think. Carrie Lake has done perhaps better than anyone else in this election cycle is map out how do you fight. You guys are propagandists. Enough of this nonsense. But the other way to fight is call out the Democrats for the bad policies. So let's say you lived in a place like New York. And in New York, during most of COVID, they had a guy by the name of Andrew Cuomo. And then Andrew Cuomo, who of course everyone was saying was going to be the next president of the United States, and maybe Biden was going to make him attorney general. And he wrote a book during COVID about leadership, which of course he got, what did he get? Like a two, $3 million advance on that book. Uh, then it turned out he killed all these people in the old age homes. And you know the story on all that. Uh, then he gets replaced by Kathy Hochul, Kathy is sort of the worst of the worst. I don't believe she has any real support in New York. I mean, I get that there's a certain amount of union support, people that are just like, they just vote on one or two issues. Okay, she's four eight-month abortions, we love her. Uh, but people have had it in New York. They've had it with the disastrous economic conditions. They've had it with what she was pushing for and said she would do again just in the debate a week or two ago when she was talking about how she would do lockdowns and mask mandates and all that stuff. She said she would do it all over. She would do it all over. But more than anything else, what's the real issue in New York? The real issue in New York is crime. And everyone gets it. New York City is not safe anymore, uh, but it's been exported into the suburbs. And uh, Lee Zeldin, little known congressman, nobody really knew of the guy two months ago. He has come out of nowhere. Massive freaking rallies, massive rallies. He's leading in some of the polls right now. New York Post this morning basically saying, let's make this happen like it could be here. And even in crazy blue New York, they've had Republican governors in the past. George Pataki, not too long ago. They've had crazy right-wing Republican uh, mayors in New York, Rudy Giuliani, right? Not too long ago. It can happen. And if you are watching from New York, I wish you an awful lot of luck. Uh, but what do you have to do? You got to call these people out directly. Here's Lee Zeldin. This, this governor, who still to this moment, we're not, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone is who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. I don't know why that's so important to you. Like that moment, why is crime so important to you? You know, it's like, Kathy, you walk around with armed security wherever you go. You don't go on the subway, okay? She did go on the subway for a photo op a couple days ago in Brooklyn, but she obviously had armed security just out of the lens of the camera, right? We all know it. People have caught on to the nonsense. Man, imagine if New York, like that's the one tonight. That's the one. If New York turned, what, what a signal that would be for the rest of the country. But another one, I would say a close second, is what's going on in Michigan. 
right? People don't really pay that much attention to Michigan, but Gretchen Whitmer became sort of a Disney villain in the midst of COVID with the insanity of the lockdowns and she's going on private boats while she's telling other people they can, her husband's birthday party and going to fancy dinners and all of the, just everything she did was just awful and so dismissive of freedom and decent people. And then you know what happened? A decent person got involved in the election. Her name is Tudor Dixon. Here's a portion of her last ad. On November 8th, we will go to the polls and vote to restore education in this state, to make sure there is no wrong path for any child in the state of Michigan, to make sure that we bring back safe communities and support our law enforcement officers and to build the American dream in the state of Michigan once again. That scary right-wing stuff, is that mean Republican stuff and we only care about war and money or is that, hey, how about we care about freedom? How about we care about making sure you have a job and we're not gonna abuse your kids? How about that? That's really what the Republicans are offering right now. Again, as I keep saying, it's like if all of these people come together, the ex-libs and the libertarians and the conservatives and the independents and whatever, if we just get through the woke thing and, and we have this red wave, we can hash out all our differences and that'll be fun after to really have that battle of ideas. And that's what America used to always be about because the fundamental stuff was there, right? Rule of law, that this place is good, the experiment is worth continuing. So we can get to the other side, but we can only get to the other side if we start electing these types of people. Another one of these people is J.D. Vance in Ohio, a guy that, again, nobody knew, uh, was not getting into politics, has a successful career, does some, some VC stuff, like did not have to do this, but had just had about enough with the border, had just had enough, uh, had about enough with the fentanyl situation. And, uh, and then he got in and he's running against Democrat Tim Ryan. The choice for Ohio voters is so clear. You have a guy who's been very anti-police, very pro, um, very, very pro-inflationary policies, and you have an alternative, and I'm the alternative. And I think people are not feeling like the state's going in the right direction right now, like the country's going in the right direction. So I think that puts us in a good position in November. It's good to be up in the polls, but at the end of the day, we just have to run our race, get our message out, and I think we'll be in good shape. Recent polls show this is a tight race with J.D. Vance up three points in a recent Emerson College poll. My argument is pretty simple. Uh, the Tim Ryan that I'm worried about is not the Tim Ryan of his well-produced TV commercials. It's the Tim Ryan who's been in Washington for 20 years, who always votes with Pelosi and Biden and never takes an independent vote, never takes an independent stance when the people of Ohio really need him to. Now, what you guys know this. I mean, what does the machine do when they see someone gaining momentum? Well, they always, they will try to pin them into their, they're an ultra MAGA right-wing white nationalist, Christian extremist, something, something, something. J.D. Vance did not even support Donald Trump four years ago. He happened to have been on stage in Ohio, uh, was it yesterday, with Donald Trump. But the idea that this is some like traditional, far-right, mean conservative, is just complete nonsense. And that's a perfect segue to what's going on in Pennsylvania because Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, who if you would have asked anyone seven years ago, everyone basically liked, Hollywood liked him, Oprah put him on the map, right? He was the doctor that would go on Oprah's show and so many people loved the guy. Democrats, I mean, the, the, the middle America housewives that watch Oprah, they loved Oz so much that they spun him off into his own daily syndicated show. Uh, by no 
estimation is this guy an extremist or any of the things that they can traditionally say about Republicans, anything like that, uh, but he is running as a Republican. And as I keep saying about Oz, I have a lot of hope for Oz because I feel like he's sort of cut from my cloth that he probably basically was just a moderate Democrat, then saw the lunacy. And then because of that, you can in some ways become the clearest and most concise and most consistent, what I would say is sort of a new, new school conservative. So here's Dr. Oz comparing himself with Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. After medical school in Philadelphia, people put their lives in my hands. Patients trusted me to do my job and fight for them. That's not how Washington works. We're facing rising crime, crushing inflation, lives unraveling. Radical John Fetterman spent a career in politics making things worse. He'd hurt us. I'll heal us and bring change to our divided nation. Doctors fix big things. I fixed hearts and fought for every last one. Dr. Oz, I approve this message. Okay, I get it. Ads are ads. And will some of these people disappoint you along the way? Of course they will. But it's such an obvious, stark choice in Pennsylvania. I would say if, one, if I'm most worried about one state, I would say it's Pennsylvania because the machinery there, remember pipe burst in 2020 in the middle of the night, like... There is some weird stuff in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia specifically, uh, but we shall see. But if it is not obvious to the average person in Pennsylvania, like is Oz, he's basically a moderate. He's basically a moderate versus really a socialist who wants to put criminals on the street, who wants to do nothing about crime, who's in all in on it with everything that Biden and the Democrats are doing on top of the fact that he has trouble communicating. He had this stroke, which has been quite debilitating and that's an issue. It's just an issue. It's just reality. I know they don't like to see reality because then they'd have to also you know, tell you that uh, Biden's got an issue too, but let's just put that aside for now. What else is going on? Well, there's a Senate race in Georgia and Herschel Walker is going against Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock, who is also a preacher who often preaches about how evil whiteness is and a whole bunch of other racist stuff. So then Herschel Walker, who is a huge NFL superstar, former now retired athlete. I don't think this was a guy that was planning to get into politics. Well, now he jumped in as well. Right now, you can see what they're doing. They'll do whatever it takes, what, say whatever they have to say because they want this seat right here. But I don't think they know that they woke up a bear. Have you seen the crime in the streets? Hey, have you seen that border wide open? The gas prices? Wokeness in our military. And what is Senator One not doing is absolutely nothing. But two years, he's been in office. And can you take six more of this here? You can't take six more of this. It's time for us to get champions there that's going to get behind our military. It's time for us to get champions there that's going to get behind our kids in school that they can quit calling our parents domestic terrorists. So I said, what we got to do is get out in November and vote. This is the greatest country in the world today. And the reason why is the people. Isn't it interesting because everyone that I've shown you here displays some element of something refreshing. It's something refreshing and also something kind of old. Like that's the irony, right? It's refreshing, it feels new, but it's something that we used to just have, like a pride in America and we'd like a strong military, not so that we have to go to war endlessly, but so that we can protect ourselves and maintain our stature in the world, uh, maintaining some ability for you to parent your child as you see fit. 
Uh, and so much of this, as I said at the top, has been modeled off of what Ron DeSantis has done right here in Florida. So the DeSantis campaign yesterday put out their final ad. And I think what they did here was really, really clever. What would this have all been like if Florida had gone in a different direction? What if things had gone differently? Our experts have just made the call. Democrats have won the state of Florida. What if people's jobs were lost, not saved? What if students couldn't learn because no one stood up for them? What if you called for help, but no one answered? Only a few thousand votes made the difference four years ago between a state living in fear and a state fighting for freedom. This November, let's show the world that freedom is here to stay. That's the point, guys. That, that is the point. It does not matter if you live in New York or you live in Florida or you live in Montana, Pennsylvania, Arizona, or anywhere else. Freedom is on the ballot. Look how close we got to the edge. We got right there Look and looked at that abyss. And what was in that abyss? That abyss was lockdowns. It was mandates. It was endless government control endless demonization of the other citizen who did not want to do what you might want them to do. We got pretty damn close and it was fueled by algorithms and it was fueled by an ever encroaching government. And the Democrats did not have to do this, but they made their choice. So we have to make our choice today and our choice should be to stop them. And then we'll deal with our differences because America has something so beautiful that is the jealousy of the world. Really think about it. Think about your family for just one second. Think about whether it was your parents that came here or whether you're first generation or whether it was your great-grandparents or whether your great-great-great-great-grandparents were founders. Think about your family. Why did they come here? They came here for the opportunity for freedom. Everyone comes here because it's still better here than pretty much anywhere else. It's why AOC does not leave. It's why Ilhan Omar does not leave, and yet they have decided with the Biden administration to import all the ideas that our ancestors fled from. We can stop it today, we truly can. Do you remember the America that I'm talking about? I think you should, you probably do, even though they make it very hard to remember, but it was good, it was good and decent and just, and uh, well, Ronald Reagan do a little something about that. Let our friends, and those who may wish us ill take note. The United States has an obligation to its citizens and to the people of the world never to let those who would destroy freedom dictate the future course of life on this planet. Yes, how about that? All right, guys, we got to close up shop a little bit early today because we got to get on the road to Tampa so that we make sure we're in time for the big DeSantis victory party this evening. But as I said, we will be live streaming uh, from DeSantis HQ tonight, and I'll be uh, co-hosting some of the Blaze coverage as we see fit. I'll be Skyping in and out throughout the evening. We got a cold close for you in just a moment. Let me get to a couple locals' comments, and then we're out of here. Uh, Tony says, do you think elections would be more fair if candidate parties weren't listed 
on the ballot. You know, that's interesting. And I, I did think about that for a moment today because as I was filling out the ballot, uh, there are two or three things, even for someone that's as, as informed as I am. And I know what propositions are on there and I was really prepared. There were one or two things with a judge and something else that I wasn't totally sure. And then, you know, they put uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, they put that on there. I suppose you could remove some of that. But I think since most people, unfortunately, go in mostly unarmed with the information they should have, if you basically, like at this point, if you were basically like, hey, I'm kind of into freedom, then you pretty much have to vote Republican. So it probably guides people a little bit. I think you could probably argue it either way. Uh, Brad says, what craziness do you think the unhinged left will attempt to pull between election day and January when they know their power is slipping from them? Well, first off, let's get through tonight. Let's just get through tonight. You know, there were a couple articles. We showed you one of them yesterday. Mainstream media suddenly, we won't be able to make election results uh, available this evening. It should take a few days. We need to be able to count mail-in ballots. Oh, and I do want to say something because Phoenix and I were discussing it this morning about the mail-in ballot thing. Now, now, Florida has unbelievably secure elections here and I had to show my ID. It was wild. I had to actually show my ID. It was just very clear that the chain of command between me hand, it wasn't on a digital screen. I had to actually use a pen and paper. It then, had, then it was put in an envelope. I then walked it myself to the box that you put it in. A guy made sure that I did it properly. Like it was clear, the chain of command, all of it clean and clear and crisp, right? Um, but f many places don't have IDs, right? So you don't have to have an ID to vote. It is completely insane. But on the mail-in ballot thing itself, now, first off, the Democrats went bananas on mail-in ballots during COVID, right? So that was their thing. You know, you don't want grandma to get sick. You don't want to get sick. So mail-in ballots. As I said, when I was in California doing the mail-in ballot thing, when I voted, it was a year, basically a year ago right now for the recall. I did it in person, but I did have the mail-in ballot because they send it to everybody regardless. And no matter which way you folded your ballot, you could see through the envelope and see that you voted for Larry Elder. We tried it. We tried it. You could see it no matter which way, okay? Uh, but if you really believed that mail-in ballots were important and it was only about making sure everybody could vote and it was a vital part of the process, wouldn't you make sure that the mail-in ballot has to be in, let's say, postmarked and in and recovered, received, by say two days before the election so that they would have that number on election day and then they would just be adding the day of uh, votes to it. That would be the most sane thing. But the way they are trying to do this now, and this is a, this is a construct of the media and the Democrat party, is that no, 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 no. It, sure, it's gonna look like the Republicans are winning throughout the evening, but then guys, around 10 p.m., you have to remember, we're waiting for all of those other ballots to come in, so we'll let you know in a couple days. It's like their lies are right in our face. If you wanted to do it honestly, there are ways to do it honestly. Uh, Elizabeth says, everyone is tired of career politicians that just work for their own gains. We want people who are, will work for the good of America. Yeah, and it's like, who really seems like they're the good person in these, in these elections right now? Is it Kathy Hochul? Does she seem like she really cares about people as she's literally saying she would do it all again? Or Lee Zeldin? Lee Zeldin, who got attacked on stage, by the way, you may remember that about a month and a half ago, who's trying to fight back against the crime in New York. Who seems like the good person that's in touch with the people? Is it Gretchen Whitmer who did all of the lockdown stuff while partying privately? Or is it Tudor Dixon, the mom of four who got dragged into this? The list goes on and on. You guys, you guys get it. Uh, reminder guys, live streaming tonight, rumble.com slash Ruben Report. 
uh, youtube.com slash Ruben Report, and of course on uh, rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, part one of my interview with Michael Shermer is up right now. We're gonna cold close you with the DeSantis ad, and as I said, I will be uh, live from DeSantis HQ in Tampa this evening, so stay tuned for more info on that. Get out and vote, guys. It's an exciting day. Pray for America, right? Pray for America, um, and uh, let's see what happens. Like, I think I think tonight's gonna be good. You never know. Um, but let, let's let's go to Tampa and party tonight. All right. See you later. torch of freedom onward because our mission is very simple we are keeping the state of florida free thank you all god bless you thank you guys for tuning into the rubin report direct message we're live on rumble blaze tv and youtube every weekday at 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific don't forget to review share and subscribe to this podcast And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.